The 2022 ACC football schedule was revealed last night. And of course, we got to figure out where people are starting. How they start is certainly maybe how they'll finish or maybe they'll figure things out towards the middle. Maybe they'll start slow and, and pick up full speed at the end. Let's talk about where your favorite teams are starting out. And more importantly, let's talk about who is going to have to have one hell of a start in order to get things going for their teams. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Candace Cooper here, Locked On ACC Podcast. Appreciate you joining. We are so excited to be able to talk all things ACC sports, major topics going down today as the 2022 football schedule was revealed. And we're going to go over all of the openings for every single school. We're going to talk a little bit about teams from last year, expectations as they're coming out of the gate. Do they have to have one hell of a start in order to have a strong finish? Or can they muddy the waters in the beginning and still finish strong? I've got that all for you today. And I'm going to get right into it. Week zero, don't want to waste any time. Duquesne at Florida State on Saturday, August 27th. The Seminoles will be back in action. They will kick things off for the ACC. Now, you say a Seminoles team that hasn't won an ACC championship in quite some time. It's been all things Clemson, but let's not forget that the Seminoles used to run things here in our conference when it comes to football play. The Florida State Seminoles finished 5 and 7 last season failing to make a bowl appearance. They had a tough go to start. They were able to rally the troops in the middle, but then staggered toward the end. The up and downness of what was a frustrating season, I'm sure, certainly came from one of the most disparaging losses they've seen in some time against Jacksonville State in week two. I will say, we're all talking about energy starting at the gate. Last year, they played Notre Dame to start, and it wasn't what everyone was expecting because Florida State was in that bad boy. As much hype as we give Notre Dame, Florida State should have won. Mackenzie Milton was coming in. He thought it would be a great feel-good story. They came up short, and now you're looking for Jordan Travis to lead the group yet again, and you're looking for Mike Norvell to get his seat a little bit cooler because one thing's for certain, two things for sure. Florida State fans do not play when it comes to their football squad, and they're willing to get rid of anybody as quickly as possible if things don't go in their favor. So it'll be interesting to see how Florida State is able to come out the gate strong, not have the same type of staggered start performance they did last season, and really get things moving in the Atlantic division. It's going to be tough. It's not going to be like the Atlantic of old, and I'm very interested to see how it kind of pans out for them. They've been in the news a lot this offseason, whether it's a crazy Twitter spaces conversation and fire Mike Norvell, or whether it's a recruit or a commitment trying to go elsewhere, not even trying, going elsewhere. Them trying to say Deion Sanders is tampering and making all these different things with NIL. It's just, it's amazing to me how the Florida State that we come come to know is pretty much telling on themselves when it comes to trying to get guys to go to their universities. It's all a game now. And so can 
Florida State stick in the game? Can they figure out how to get the top recruits to not only go but excel in the program? And that's also telling of the coaching staff. No, To me, nobody has more pressure on them this season than Mike Norvell. He has to figure out how to not only go to a bowl game, but be in the conversation and running for conference championships, like period. I don't feel like any other toxic fan base wants anything less than to be in that conversation. So there's that. We also have in week zero, North Carolina. They will play Florida A&M again on Saturday, August 27th. The Tar Heels are a head-scratching team as they were a team that everyone assumed going into the season was going to dominate, right? A top 10 program that they were voted on. They were supposed to be the team that had finally figured it out for Mac Brown after two to three years of getting things back together and making sure that you get to that Carolina of old, whatever that means, right? Because to me, I'm still waiting for a conference championship. It's been, been, a, been a minute. And I feel like the Tar Heels just had a lot of hype and were overhyped and didn't deliver like they should have. Carolina, again, a team that started out staggered step. They lost to Virginia Tech, and then it just seemed like an up-and-down performance ever since. You would get some good matchups from Carolina. You would get some terrible matches from Carolina. Six and seven, they were able to go to a bowl game. But overall, just if you could really put a word on Carolina season, it truly would be disappointing. They finished uh, six in the, sorry, fifth in the ACC Coastal Division. They come behind Georgia Tech and Duke, who people pretty much forgot about when it comes to conference divisions and where they stand. They were overhand. They did not handle themselves like and poise themselves like I'm used to seeing. So frustrating part for the heels as someone who's a Tar Heel herself, I have high expectations. I know a lot of people do maybe have unrealistic expectations of the Tar Heels at this point. I feel like they're a team that everyone has come to say, yes, the flash, the Jordan brand, the Mac Brown, the recruits, the energy is there. But can you deliver on the field and can you deliver consistently? Because we've seen good parts, right? You're trying to figure out how to now do that week in and week out. The loss of Sam Howell is going to be huge. It's a team that unfortunately is going to have questions at the quarterback position. Not sure why they didn't dabble their toe in the transfer portal, but here we are in Jacoby Criswell and Drake May We Trust, I suppose. I think it's going to be very telling of how Gene Chizik brings in a new energy for defense. He was once here and now he's returned. We love bringing back family for Carolina for whatever reason and not trying to do things fresh. So maybe he'll have a quote-unquote fresh approach to how he delivers for the Tar Heels in as defensive coordinator. So a lot of questions remain. They will play FAMU. I think the best part of that game will be the band, but that's just me. We also want to talk through week one. We'll get you geared up for that here in just a bit. But first, I want to remind you guys that there might be less football being played, but betonline.net has way more odds and info for you when it comes to football information. From scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, 
BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite game. BetOnline is where the game starts. Thank you for making ACC Locked On ACC your favorite listen each and every day. Of course, we want you guys to be fully covered when it comes to all things ACC sports. We're talking about the 2022 ACC football schedule release. We talked about week zero and on to week one. On Thursday, September 1st, West Virginia will play Pitt. Pitt, a team that had won the ACC championship, they're feeling good about themselves. They're ready to repeat. Kenny Pickett be damned. They feel like they've got the wide receiver core that's going to come in and do big things. They picked up a big win first out against UMass and have stepped up their game when it comes to opening season performance opening season opponents by playing West Virginia. West Virginia will travel to Pittsburgh. And again, I think that it's an opportunity for Pitt to keep the ball rolling, keep the energy high as they came off a loss against Michigan State. They're trying to rally the troops and really show that the Kenny Pickett Last year wasn't just one where, thanks, Kenny, and we'll keep it rolling. It's one where that we're starting to build on something really special there in Pittsburgh. We'll have another year of Pat Narduzzi's strong-minded defense that's going to have to play big and have big moments. We'll also see the return of Jordan Addison and uh, Jared Wayne, who will certainly be a strong additions for the Panthers. If you have not yet listened to Locked on Pit podcast with Nick Faribault, strongly encourage you to do that. A lot of high energy there. Another one of our Locked on Podcast Network friends, Chris Carter, who covers Locked on, Locked on Steelers, they too, they too give you great coverage when it comes to all Panthers talk, Panther, Pit Panthers talk. So make sure you guys follow them. And if you are really feeling good about yourselves, you know that you can hit us up on Twitter at LockedOnACC and let me know your thoughts on Pitt's season. You can also do that for another team playing on Thursday, Wake Forest. They will play VMI, Wake Forest, who was, in fact, Pitt's conference championship opponents. The Wake Forest Demon Deacons had a very remarkable season. They finished number 16 in the polls last year after Coming up to a 10-3 and three, a record, a very strong perform- performance for their program. And again, Coach Clawson is trying to make something of consistency there. It's not just a fluke or one-off, but the return of Sam Hartman and A.T. Perry and having to have a, another year for that defense to grow up, get a little bit stronger, stay healthy. It'll be interesting to see how many games that Wake Forest can shell out. They started their season with a big win against Old Dominion. Starting out a little with another similar type opponent in VMI, but as the season progresses, it'll be interesting to see how they fare against some of their major in-conference opponents because they're going to have to play up big, and a lot of teams have them circled and targeted now. They understand 
just who the Demon Deacons are as an opponent, and they know that they can't take them lightly. Wake Forest is a team that doesn't make too many mistakes, so it'll be critical for other schools to get in order, shape up, and be ready every single time that they touch the field with the Demon Deacons. On Friday, September 2nd, you'll see Temple at Duke, and I know for a lot of people, they're like, Duke, okay, whatever. Hey, let me tell you, Coach Elko, Mike Elko, the new coach for the Blue Devils, I feel like he's bringing a new energy. He's way more vocal on the social media channels. He understands what it means to kind of be in this new age for coaching. He's going to Cameron Indoor and greeting the crowd and getting them to try and come to Wallace Wade Stadium. I think it's important for people to kind of buy into this new regime. Coach Cutcliffe did a great job, but it was certainly time for him to go. Temple is a great start, (laughs) a great school out of the gate to see what your program is made of. It'll be a good time for the Blue Devils who will play at home Friday, September 2nd. I'm hoping that they can at least have a stronger showing than they did last year. Be competitive. That's the biggest part, right? Make sure that your team has a fighting chance in a lot of these games because there were there were moments, there were flashes where you saw the Blue Devils be somewhat of a decent team, but it wasn't anything like we're used to seeing in terms of the competitiveness of the Blue Devils. They may not have always had a strong, you know, they may have always pulled out a victory, but at least they were competitive. They started out last season with a loss to Charlotte, University of North Carolina at Charlotte, which certainly turned the tide and really told the story of how the season went. It was a tough, tough year. Lots of up, upswing, a lot of up reasons to be positive going into this year for the Blue Devils. So we'll certainly see how that goes. On September 2nd or September 3rd, Virginia Tech will be at Old Dominion, a team I had just mentioned started out against Wake Forest last season. Virginia Tech Hokies, they came out hot. They came out swinging against North Carolina, winning at home on a Friday in Lane Stadium. Of course, you know that energy was there, but now the Hokies have Coach Pry. They're feeling good about themselves. Coach Fuente is no longer in the building. The players are certainly bought into the energy of the new coaching staff, and the Hokies are ready to get back to that dominating force that they used to be defensively towards a lot of opponents, and more importantly, just be in the top of the conversation. In the Coastal, we know it can be anybody on any given week, but the Hokies are trying to solidify that thought and reasoning, certainly as they go into week one. Now we'll also see on September 3rd a, 3rd, a big slate of games. And we'll talk about September 4th and September 5th. Want to make sure you guys are covered there. So September 3rd, we'll have Rutgers at Boston College. Boston College is a team that, of course, is playing, doing big things, They have a lot of expectations, and Rutgers is a great starting. Let's see where we are. Let's see what kind of team we're really trying to be going into this season. We all know Rutgers was a team that answered the call to come play in a bowl game last year. They played against Wake Forest in the Gator Bowl. Now they're trying to come back in and be a solid team that doesn't need a last-second invite to a bowl matchup. Boston College has their work cut out for them. They were a team that... Started out with a great win against Colgate and UMass and Temple in Missouri. And then things sort of went downhill for the program. The loss of Phil Dracovic was huge, but he's back. You got Zay Flowers back. Of course, the offensive line had to grow up and graduate and go on to the next level. 
but there are still positive attributes to them. And I think for Coach Halfley, it's going to be very telling of how he can get in and out the gate to really show that his team is ready to fight. Now you also see Louisville taking on Syracuse at Syracuse, one of the First conference games we'll see this season at Fresh Out the Gate. The only one, well, sorry, one of two we'll see out of the gate. Louisville Cardinals will face Syracuse, two teams that desperately need strong starts. We got Louisville, a team coming back with your man Malik Cunningham. He is certainly trying to figure out how to make this team take this team to the next level. Not only did they stay in games, but they had opportunity to win a lot of them, but they couldn't always quite get it together. You know coach Satterfield is a seat that's getting warm, but certainly if they can have stronger play, gives you a reason to keep him around. Now they started out last season against Ole Miss, took that L and were unsuccessful, but last year they beat Louisville excuse me, they beat Syracuse 41 to three. So you know your opponent, you know what you're going to have to do. Who knows if coach Babers will be there by then, but it'll certainly be telling. uh, It will certainly be telling for uh, Louisville if they can come out with the win. I think Syracuse has to get this one right this time. If he doesn't win this opening one, by a good amount to me and talking about Coach Babers, it'll be a long day. They started out last year with a good win against Ohio. Unfortunately, it was just such an up and down year for the Syracuse Orange. I give him four games. If he can't figure out how to get it right, I think they're going to give Coach Babers the boot. That's just my humble opinion. Bethune-Cookman will be at Miami. Another HBCU matchup for our conference. Great to see. The Miami Hurricanes will face, have big energy as they face Bethune-Cookman. The Hurricanes are coming in with a new coach, which means new energy. Coach Cristobal, he's trying to change things, and I don't know if it's a great thing to start out with taking away the turnover chain, but here we are. Tyler Van Dyke, Miami finishing second in conference play. I think it's very telling of how strong they finished last year really, you know, sucked the way they let go of Coach Manny Diaz. But the new era of Tyler Van Dyke, I think, is going to be something that we all can get excited about because, again, our conference is full of strong quarterback play. And I think Miami is certainly one that will certainly have its work cut out for them as they're going to try and fight for a top of the Coastal. North Carolina will be at Appalachian State. I don't believe, yes, sorry, yes, North Carolina will be at Appalachian State, so North UNC will be at App State, another two week, two games in a row for the Tar Heels. App State is not a team you can sleep on. We all have seen in the past, Appalachian State, they've upset a Michigan, they've upset a North Carolina, and handily at that, North Carolina State will start their opening matchup at East Carolina, an East Carolina team that had a strong Season last year, they were in the fight and some hunt of some games over there in their conference. We know they competed against big teams like Cincinnati. North Carolina State coming off a big, frustrating year, right? We know that NC State didn't get to appear in the Holiday Bowl. They started out with a big win against South Florida. They 
are a team that we expect to win the gimmies at this point. We know that they have the talent. Then we know that they have the means and opportunities to be successful. The Wolfpack are the only thing standing in their way. Can they overcome the mental hurdles, you know, of maybe going through some injuries? Can they overcome the mental hurdles of having to play up big in moments where they feel like they should be taking the opponents handedly? I think the Wake Forest's game will be one you circle around the calendar. But, of course, let's get things done here with ECU. Finally, you'll have Richmond at Virginia, a Virginia team that certainly stayed in the hunt for the Coastal Division title up until the end of last season. They had a strong showing, right? Finishing 6-6, six and six, able to go to a bowl game. Brendan Armstrong, the health of him in the Tony Elliott era is beginning. I'm excited to see what the Cavaliers can do. It'll be a great opportunity for us to see what Tony Elliott, maybe he was doing at Clemson and just needed the opportunity to have some fresh eyes with a new program under his belt. A lot to go over, but a lot to be excited about for sure. Florida State will be at LSU in New Orleans. Whew, the Seminoles will have a great time as LSU has, you know, Mr. Kelly, the new head coach. Maybe he'll find an accent there. Who knows? The Seminoles will have a interesting, their work cut out for them as they face the Tigers. It's always fun to face an SEC opponent and maybe hold a candle to what we're trying to accomplish as a conference in terms of strong football play. And then on Monday, September 5th, you'll have Clemson at Georgia Tech for the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. Clemson, a team that is in desperate need of a strong quarterback and strong quarterback play. We know that the defense isn't going anywhere, but their things are going to shift. We know they hired internally. Brett Venable's departure was something that was significant for them. Tony Elliott's departure on the offensive side was significant. Maybe a new coordinator will be better eyes for DJ Uyunglele, and maybe we'll have an opportunity to see the Clemson of old. I mean, they won an ACC championship for six years for a reason. So we can't count out Dabo and his team. Now, that is full week zero, week one stuff. I want to make sure that you guys are fully equipped and ready to go as we prepare for 2022. The road to the ACC championship is going to be a good one. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your, your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand and warehouse the, their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using a Rock Auto. Why choose to spend more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Please visit rockauto.com. So we're wrapping up the show here, and we are super excited again for 2022. It should be a very fun time for ACC football. I know, you know, life is going to go by quick. You'll see some of the spring games happening in April, and then it will saddle up for what will be very a very fun fall. I am ready to see some of these teams come out the gate with high energy 
being explosive, making sure that you set the tone for how you want the season to go. I think that's the biggest part for for a conference as a whole. I would love for us to be in conversations about college football playoffs. I would love for us to be a tier with adjacent to beside the SEC. I know it might take some time. It might not happen this season, but it certainly is something to aspire to and want. Big 10 isn't going anywhere either. Pac-12 certainly has some people in the conversation, but I feel like the ACC deserves to have a strong showing and a strong year when it comes to college football. So we'll have all of that throughout the week. Rest of the week, we'll talk a little bit about college basketball. As we know, Duke took on Notre Dame in dominating fashion. It was nothing to see here. It was all Duke defense all the time. We'll also have some of the guys back as we talk about and preview the big North Carolina Duke match matchup happening on Saturday. It'll be one for the books. Maybe it's not one that's great at all. We'll have that conversation by Friday. So make sure you guys come back and then we'll keep talking to you as long as you'll have us at Locked on ACC on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Let us know what you think. Leave five stars. It's super important for review purposes. For Candace Cooper, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Until next time.